previously on Real Fantasy Encounters. You see, the thing is, I've just got escaped from a cult. I think they've injected peaches with some stuff. The wall behind you explodes. Oh, shit, okay. Um, <laughs> oh, Clampy. Clampy, yes. <laughs> this huge hermit crab, like, plows into the side of this house. Um, he, like, clambers up the side of one of these buildings and then just drops the back of his bus on top of peaches. Um, uh, like, like, she, like, gets crushed um, uh, by the chassis of this bus. Welcome back to Real Fantasy Encounters, where we are continuing our campaign of The Breakfast Cult. Breakfast Cult was written by Etten, and it uses the Fate Accelerated system. I'm joined by Seamus. Hi, I'll be playing Saffron Spirit Caller. Uh, Charlie. Hi, this time around I'll be playing Marja Olsen II. And Nick. Uh, hi, I'll be playing Rudy Asiari. Who's GMing us? I'm GMing us. <laughs> My name is Aaron. I'm the yeah. GM. Um, <laughs> also, uh, Charlie, you say that this time you'll be playing Marja like you haven't been playing Marja for the last I, yeah. X amount of sessions. Did something change? We'll, we'll ignore that. <laughs> the way we're going. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I died and I'm still playing Saffron, so... <laughs> I had to comprehend what I have uh, put you through up until this point today. So Death is transient. Um, <laughs> you're only semi-dead. Death is just the beginning. <laughs> uh, last time, um, uh, Saffron got to explore his newfound cell phone powers. Um, I'm not so sure powers is really a good description. <laughs> it's more a state of being. I'm not sure I could do anything cool except call people. It's like a cool prison. <laughs> Which... Saffron might not have been able to do before, but was a standard mode of communication for most other people. I'll be referring to all app functions as powers from now on. Yes. <laughs> um, Maja got a really cool knife. Yeah, that a really cool. It's knife. a really cool knife. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you still have my sword? Yep. Yeah. And the knife. And the knife. <laughs> I don't like any of that. Mm. And Rudy rode a trail of destruction through the uh, university residential area on a giant hermit crab. Uh, exactly as planned. <laughs> exactly as planned, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> While pursued by a gang on motorcycles. Right. The plan just happened to happen as you were doing it. <laughs> yeah. You came up with the plan as you were doing it. Mm -hmm. It's one of those plans, right? 
as always, we begin in the white room with the cleaner in front of you. He addresses Saffron and Maja first. He says, By then, you, you should have figured, uh, with Rudy's trail of destruction through the university borough, why did you resist arrest when the cleaners came to you? Um, I mean, I feel like that's pretty obvious. Like, we didn't want to be wiped. Like, I don't want a lobotomy. When you're playing around with resurrecting people, you kind of want to stick to being alive or in at least some sort of state. Yeah, I mean, like, you guys are all, like, black and white and, like, there's, like, you know, there's, like, shades of grey and stuff. Like, I hate that metaphor, but it, like, fits. Cleaner, like, looks between the three of you and he says... He actually pauses the recording. Oh, we're off the record. Oh, shit, okay. And he says, At this point, I'm legally obliged to tell you that if you don't want to proceed anymore, then we can provide a wipe for you with your consent. And he looks between the three of you. You'll wake up tomorrow with new lives. You won't need to remember any of this. I'm like looking between my companions to see if any of them are actually seriously considering this. Like this is an obvious no for Rudy. (laughs) The cleaner goes on, he says, you know many more than people your age should be accustomed to. It takes many years of mental training to comprehend the things that you've seen. It would be understandable if you took this route out. Just because somebody hasn't, like, comprehended something before doesn't mean that we can't. I just want to make sure that no one has to go through what I went through. And without the knowledge of what I have, how would I do that? Yeah, the big thing is, just because we forget about it doesn't mean these things aren't there. We've, we've seen Nico now. We've seen a lot of things that aren't going away. Like, knowledge is power, so... I'm not going to give that up. And I, I don't know, how far back would this memory wipe happen, take? He said new lives. I don't, I don't want to forget my grandpa. The cleaner appreciates all of this. And then he turns the recording back on. And he goes, whoever wants to answer first, what is the color of the evening sun? And we cut to... Uh, Rudy and Ladasha, mm. as you are entering into the waste repository facility. And you were led by like a slew of cleaners um, uh, and into uh, like this this amphitheater complex. Um, uh, by now, you are under no illusions that this is a place where a cult gathers. No one has said a word to you. Um, they're immediately leading you through this facility, and Ladasha leans over to you and says, So what's the plan? How do we get out of this? The, the plan isn't exactly to walk out of this. We, You still don't know all that much, Ladasha. I, I know enough to get you expelled. I know enough to get you wiped. But you don't know enough to get yourself wiped or anything. You might be right. So I guess 
how are you going to get out of this? We're going to see how much leverage Marja left us with. Marja left me with. As you um, as you go through the amphitheater, like you <laughs> you sneak a look off of like the um uh, up up into like like the the upper areas of this waste facility, and you see some more of the robed muertas cultists, um, uh, kind of looking at the both of you as you are being led, um, ever downward into the into the facility. Your phone starts mm-hmm. messaging. Yeah, it you does. get a bunch of messages. I do not open it. <laughs> I, I know what they say. <laughs> it's going to be murder, murder, murder in all capital letters. You get one message which is difficult to distinguish from the slew of messages that you get from Saffron. And it's actually Saffron. You can read that message if you want. Absolutely, I'm going to read that message. Wait, who's it from? It's from Overlord. Yeah, I'll read that message. Uh, Overlord has sent a GIF image of a hermit crab crashing through the university borough with the caption, this you? (laughs) It's already been memed, yes! Can I I set that gif as his wallpaper? Absolutely, yes. I do that. Um, uh, And then a follow-up says, if you're free, dot, 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 we can bring him back now. I mark both of those messages as unread, and then I stop sending messages. Okay. (laughs) I send one more at the end, like uh, like a couple minutes, like a couple seconds after I stop sending them, just so he sort of knows that there's a new one that's there that's different. <laughs> um, yeah, you you continually let down um, until the cleaners sit you in the uh, the pews of this amphitheater, and a couple of them hang around. Then they're not really too concerned about you making a break for it to get out. Um, uh, you hear a lot of radio chatter, indistinct, mm. um, and some of them saying, copy, we've got the target on the lock. Uh, yeah, I say to the closest one, is that target the hermit crab? Um, uh, the, the one, the, the one that, that copies back looks at you and goes, yep, we got your little out of scientific creation. Creation? It's just like... I should probably prepare you for this, but anything you do say will be used against you. Oh, I'm starting to see the misunderstanding here. I did not do that to the hermit crab. Sure, buddy. Um, and then, 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 then turns around. Ladasha okay. goes, Okay, now I'm starting to worry. Okay, well, I'm kind of telling the truth on this one. Like, <laughs> That's a first. Like, I've, I've, got a, I've got a line here. Uh, the the hermit. It was a ham. It's a pet hermit crab. I had to look after. I, I took some food from a non-specific source that maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> crab disappeared. Next time I saw it, it looked like this. That is the dead honest truth. I'm surprised you weren't going to throw Sido under the bus. <laughs> you tell this to the cleaner. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I relate that sort of thing. Yeah. The cleaner comes back to you and says. It's out of my pay bracket, kid. But if you're willing to point fingers, he shrugs. Now, it would be an easier thing to throw him under the bus if the Computer Appreciation Society uh, hadn't literally just messaged us saying that they can do the thing we need them to do. Yeah, but did you check your messages? Have you read that one? Um, I'll have checked my messages and read these, yeah. Mm. 
I imagine you see a slew of messages saying, kill them, kill them, kill them, kill them, murder. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but you also know now that Saffron can be resurrected mm. back at the Cass. Yep. Uh, I say that there aren't any fingers to point. I took seaweed that maybe hadn't grown in a great area around town. I suspect it came from down somewhere near this occult uh, waste dumping ground. Like I've I've heard talk that like the the principal needs to get this whole thing refurbished. Like it's just a complete alchemical mess out here. The cleaner takes that on. Um, and he goes, "All right, kid, I'll tell him your story. But the way things are looking for you, Professor Cortez, yeah." He turns back away. He goes, I should probably watch my tongue. Sure. <laughs> the, um, the, we cut back now to you, Maja. Uh-huh. And you also get a message from the Computer Appreciation Society. Mm-hmm. Does it read the same? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that's good. I like flick open Saffron's app. Is there a way for me to like just like talk at Saffron through Sof- Saffron's app? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, I mean, anything that you get on a on a uh, mobile phone, you're going to read anyway. So you could probably do it just by messaging Rudy. Okay. Because I've left your phone now, and I'm yeah, on yeah, phone. yeah, yeah. You've left my phone, but your host app would still. be well, on I would my imagine phone, that right? would be transferred, right? And during the data set transfer, okay. everything would be transferred from your phone to Rudy's Fair because enough. that's where I live now. Fair enough. That's what I was. That's what I was figuring. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I sort of imagined it like um, hotel hopping. Like you've got a home, but you're just hopping around. Yeah, not well, that's not how I saw it. Okay, cool. No, fair enough, fair enough. Um, shit, okay. I had not thought this far ahead, and it's the start of the session. Cool. <laughs> hey, are you still at Bavneet's destroyer? Yeah, house? I'm still fucking Bavneet, at Bavneet's. Bavneet is like swelling around the last dregs of her wine, surveying the destroyed remnants of her house. Um, and reflecting on the uneasy alliance that the two of you have made. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, Bartholomew gets up. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is Jin? I imagine Jin's still there with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jin keeps a respectful distance uh, yet again once he has regained his footing. Um, but Bartholomew comes over to you and he says, Darling, it's it's not safe here. We should go home. And he grabs your hand. I, do, I don't I don't move. I don't I just sort of try and like yank my wrist out of his hand. Darling, uh, and he lets you go. I'm I'm, I'm actually kinda good here, like right now. I was just gonna like I'm sorry, maybe you weren't present for what just happened in the last ten minutes. You know, like that's kind of like why you know like near-death experiences kind of like make you think about stuff and like there was like soups uh, scary or whatever um she like looks at her phone looks at her watch she's like i'm actually just gonna like go go where well i'll come with you no i'd rather you didn't hey he looks at you chin looks at you as well and goes what <laughs> and he goes what what are you saying I mean, like, you know, like I said, like, near-death experiences put, like, things into perspective, right? They did, and I've never been more certain that I'm in love with you, Marsha. Does 
does Jin like I look at Jin when he says that like eh, eh. he's he's like <laughs> he just shrugs he shrugs back. as well <laughs> and she's like I just you know like you know I tried we tried it was cute but like it feels like weird don't you think we had dinner once yeah. was was it not perfect yeah it was I think that was the problem. I don't know. It was like business formal. It was weird. It wasn't like fun. It was just like by the books. It's kind of boring. Not gonna lie. Like the food was good. Like whatever. But you know, um, you know, perspective, new lease on life. I think I'm just gonna like bounce. He is like it's it's like he's been punched a second time. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> punch within a near inch of his life. He goes ghostly white. Yeah, and no, I like no like totally still down for like I don't know, like business or whatever, but just and being like friends, totally down for that. But just like this, and she like points her finger back and forth between the two of them. There's just like like I tried. I gave it, you know, good old like college try or whatever, but just like no chemistry. <laughs> And say it, he says. Um, I'm dumping you. Is that? He I've like, never done it before. I'm. So, I don't know about like the protocol. I've never done this before. <laughs> he like bursts into tears. Oh, <laughs> don't do that. Babneet says, "Oh, gross." Um, and she's just like yeah, a little bit. Hey. <laughs> um. Yeah. Sorry. And she just like pat pats him on the shoulder. He like puts his head in his hands and then he starts like drawing away from you and like running out of the house. Jin follows him and like like his attention is in, like yeah. intently on Bartholomew. But at the last moment as he end, uh, exits out of this makeshift hole in the wall, he turns back to you and he goes, yes. Thumbs and he up. like thumbs, thumbs up to you. Yeah, Marge's got like her head over her face, just like over her eyes, like dragging it down her face. Like she is exhausted and glad she did it, but she feels a little bit gross half and half because that was a really cruel thing to do, but also because she really enjoyed doing it. <laughs> Bavneet turns to you with a drink in hand. She says, as the kids would say, damn. Yeah, it's kind of fun though. And um yeah, she she like smiles at you. <laughs> she like she like finishes her drink, um and she goes, "I'm wondering how much of a comeuppance I need to make against the people who destroyed my house." I would say, with some combined business partner efforts, I think we could make a very loud statement because. This kind of uncouth behavior is just so not called for. And she nods. What kind of a statement were you thinking? Well, I mean, I mean, you saw that thing. It was like super unorthodox. Well, I mean, unorthodox and she finger quotes. So someone's going to need to take a rap fall for that or whatever. And well, we may as well kick up a fuss about it, you know? Just drag some people out into the light, you know, that sort of thing. Which people? Well, I mean, 
I'm gonna just be blunt. You know about like the whole business with like the refinery and like the people doing their stuff in there? I've heard of the refinery, yes. The people? Okay, I thought you knew about that. Okay, um, so there's been like some people like juicing up on some stuff down there. It's like very culty and weird. Anyway, um, and they've been like indoctrinating and drugging people. It's like super gross. Anyway, so them like Cortez and her brothers and the headmaster, they're all like doping people and with a weird little freaky cult. And you know. It's bad business. They're coming in on mine in your territory. They're just like, you know, taking business away from us by making their own little weird cult thing. So we've got like a cult underground dealing with doping and outer world science. So just like point fingers and blame it on them. Blame the cult of what Cortez, did you say? Uh, I mean, like she's part of it. The teacher. Yeah. She's part of it, but I think, like, the, the headmaster, he's, like, the ringleader. The headmaster of our school? Yeah. Interesting, she says. Consider it, like, a little, like, token of information. It's like a fresh business partnership or whatever. She looks around, she says, All right, that answers one part of the question. What kind of statement were you thinking? I mean... Considering, like, the headmaster and they've got everyone, like, in their little pockets, um, we're going to have to get real loud about it. Because, I mean, like, their cult's still, like, relatively small. And I reckon people would flip if they knew what was going down there because it's, like, totally out of science-y. We should just, like, you know, just to take a page out of, you know, the... Computer Appreciation Society's books just dox them. Release all of their information to the wider world. Yeah, just like even outside of the island, because like Daddy's on the island at the moment, and if anyone's gonna get information out fast, it's gonna be him. She goes, okay. I mean, surely you've got like your own staff. We could make like a little combined militia. I have my own staff. Oh my god, that's so good. She says. If you can bring the Computer Appreciation Society on board and your father, then we can bring these cultists into the limelight. Assuming they are the guilty parties. It does seem a little suspicious that Rudy was involved with them. I mean, I can't speak for Rudy. He's made that abundantly clear. I don't really know what's going on with that whole crab dealy, to be honest, but if anyone's going to be, like, roiding people up with, like, weird juicy stuff, it's going to be them. <laughs> she says, sometimes dogs get disloyal. I know, and it's like, you don't want to put a mutt down, but you can teach it some manners. Hell yeah. <laughs> 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 I think we shoot back to uh, Rudy and Saffron. Yeah. Um, I've realized I'm not getting anywhere out of this place soon. And so I am going to open my phone and start uh, communing with Saffron. Hey. Uh, you need to think about 
doing another hop. How did you feel about that last one? You know this phone has emojis? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've used Separates. an emoji or two. Yeah. You know this Separates. phone has emojis. <laughs> He's just discovering emojis. <laughs> smiley face, smiley face, winky face. Oh, my darling. You need to hop over to Overlord's phone. I can, I can give that a go. Why Overlord? You don't want to get back in contact with Marja? Well, Overlord's the one who's going to put you back in your body. Sure, sure. We don't need anyone on site for that, you know, to get my body from where it is. If we're lucky, Marja will have been smart enough to head in that direction. We can always make sure. And I shoot Marja a text. <laughs> Please get my body and deliver it to Overlord. You receive a text. Yeah, yeah, and th- there's like a shot of me going like, oh shit, he's going to need his body. It also has a bunch of emojis on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like just random ones thrown in there. Just like in stop order. signs, sushi, tsunami, fucking traffic light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a bunch. And then I found the katana emoji. Oh my God, no. <laughs> um, I, Do you have Overlord's phone number? She texted me. <laughs> I tried calling I, I, Overlord. I didn't have her number before this, but she she's a, a world class hacker, so that just means like what if she just like made the message appear? Does it have a from address? Yeah, it's from it's from a number. Okay, great. Give it a call, see what happens. I call the number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is like like it's ringing, it's ringing, it's ringing, and on the other end you hear. Yeah. What? Uh, is this Overlord speaking? Oh, great. Uh, this is. Hi, this is Saffron. Right. Yes, of course. Sorry, I thought you were someone trying to fucking sell me something. Oh, I mean, I technically am. How would you like to buy uh, a resurrection of me? Uh, Yeah, I told you it was ready. Yeah, I'm gonna come over. Is that okay? How? She says, I'm gonna transfer it to your phone. Uh, gross. (laughs) That's nasty. Do you really have to? <laughs> she's she's having a real hard thing about this. She's like, fuck it. Yeah, I guess. Shit, I'm going to have to clean it out after. Wait. Never mind. After this, I'm, I'm just going I'm, to throw the whole thing out. I'm, I'm sorry. I just... Are you telling me that the head of the Computer Appreciation Society doesn't have a phone that has segregated containers for specific things? That or, can be boxed and cleaned <laughs> individually. Or just multiple phones. Uh, I'm not going to lie, Saffron. I throw out my phone every three to four days. That wasn't Saffron talking. That was Seamus who works in IT. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she goes, Just come on over already. And no snooping in my files. I make no promises. And I transfer to the phone? Yeah. Um, there is this hyperspace. like. Is it just easy again. now? I can do it? Yeah, you you feel stretched out, like yeah. a signal being transmitted. Um, uh, in a great span of time, you uh, feel like you are in the presence of the Computer Appreciation Society. I think a text message notification pops up in Overlord's phone when you come in. It's just been this download box this whole time. Yeah, it just says saffron.exe. <laughs> Um, uh, and like, you like kind of feel a text message being input, um, and being sent back to Rudy's phone is, a, a you in yet? I reply back with a thumbs up emoji. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, cool, with a KWL spelling. Um, <laughs> mm. 
and she says, Now we just need your body, bud. Flame, I just got that. And cutting back to Rudy. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the cleaner in front of you stands to salute all of a sudden. Mm. Um, uh, and a few of the robed Motus figures come down. Uh, one of them is someone you fairly recognize, but they're painted up now like one of the Muertas cultists, and it's Lucrezia Cortez. Yeah. Yeah, really had her as a teacher. Mm-hmm. But you know that her background is in occult history, so yeah, she's been around. Um, the, she like like is about to walk past and then sees the two of you sitting in the pews and turns to face the two of you. She points at you, Rudy, and she says, You were the one outside. Uh, Miss Cortez, nice to see you. A couple of her brothers start speaking in Spanish around you, um, uh, and they're like kind of chiming in with things to her, things among themselves. Um, uh, she says to you, How has our trade been? Uh, truthfully, I haven't really gotten to hang out with the equipment much uh there was a whole crab situation you've probably heard about it yes i have (laughs) it's super weird now i think about it uh this yeah you probably might have been told about it as a substitute but clampy's actually like our class crab (laughs) (laughs) he he belongs to uh, professor alnadir i know he's going to be heartbroken when I tell him about it, of course. Mm. He hasn't been around, which is the, kind of the weirdest thing. Almost makes me wonder, like, he's the only other person who's had contact with this crab. Like, I wonder if he did anything oh. weird with it. <laughs> you don't know. that He wouldn't be involved in weird stuff like that, though, would he? Oh. Yeah, she, like, she looks at you and Ladash is, like, pretty. <laughs> She's freaked out. Rudy's a fucking snake. <laughs> yeah, he's the biggest fucking. Oh my god, fucking Judas. You said I had to throw. It, throwing someone under the bus was going to get me out of here. I got to get I mean, out of I, here. I, yes. I meant fucking Saito. <laughs> Lucrezia says, uh, she turns to the cleaner and she says, watch the spare. And. Fucking okay, Voldemort. <laughs> fucking Jesus. She says, come with me, Rudy. Uh, sure, no problem. Ladasha goes, Rudy, she's like freaking out. She's like begging you with her eyes to stay in place. <laughs> I will be right back, I promise you. And you accompany these cultists. Um, uh, they squirrel themselves away in this like administrative office area. So it's it's like closed off to the public during during nighttime hours, but there are a whole heap of like you know computers and hackery equipment, things like that. The um, the blinds have been shuttered, um, uh, even internally, so that no one can can look inside. And these cultists find uh, dimly dark places to kind of slink away into. In the center of the room, um, uh, Lucrezia uh, gestures for you to sit. Um, at one of the hot spotting desks that they've got inside there. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do this. She stands. She like she like leans um, on the on the table, and she says, "I like the way that your mind works." It wouldn't be surprised 
surprising to me if we had similar sorts of trains of thought. Yeah, Which is its own thing, I guess. But Blaming this on Jabari on the deer. That would fix two problems. Uh, uh, it would. Uh, I was kind of just tossing it out to get you in the same room because you know about the equipment. We had the discussion. Uh, we knew what happened with Jane. Yes. So I knew that I could get you here in order to tell you that I know where Al Nadir ended up. She goes, his really? His body's AWOL. You know that, right? I do. I know that uh, Marja took him, took custody of him. Where is he now? Fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> he's a we fucking snake! We spent like five episodes rescuing this man. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Well, I, I, I can't just trade him for my friend. Like, the thing is, I do need to buy enough time for you to get sorted in your body. But like after that, the Computer Appreciation Society has like, like that's the end of that sort of transactional <laughs> history we have with them. They're a liability after that. Am I wrong? <laughs> Look, <laughs> I like Aladia. You all, you all wanted me to throw Saito under the bus. Yes. Yeah. You, that would not involve throwing the whole of the Computer Appreciation appreciation on the bus as well. I don't no. care about them. I just care about Al Nadir. I just, I just don't like Saito. I know we need them. I just don't like it. Fuck. He's in the club room of the Computer Appreciation Society. A couple of the cultists in the dark corners step forward and the Kretzia like shoots them a couple looks and they nod at her and they file out of the room. Oh Hold God. on. Not yet. They are... <laughs> What did you think was you going to, to happen? You need to hear what they're doing first before you run an interrupt because it is very explosive in there at the moment. He is having like a nuclear five rings meltdown in there. I can imagine. Yeah, if you want to take him back, it's going to be far easier to wait till he's uh, simmered out, which is going to happen when they finish what they're done with him. You just got to wait till tomorrow morning, first in. She says... Pray tell, why? Why is he having this meltdown? They're trying to stick those memories back in his head. My sister's final acts, she says. Not going to interrogate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she, she continues saying, no wonder he's going to have a meltdown. Those memories are very painful for him. How, how nuclear do you think he could get? Do you think he could just take out the entire club room if he gets bad enough? I guess it purely depends on who's putting the memories back inside him. Uh, not someone proficient. Mm. Very nuclear. Fucking knew I should have been there to guide it then. Ugh. Um. Then she says, "What's in this for you, Rudy?" Uh, I. Oh, sorry, I feel like I'm talking through a lot of this stuff out loud. <laughs> yeah, I um, I need to get out of here. I need for Saffron to have enough time, but I can't tell her that. What we can do right now, actually, this would be a perfect time to cut away. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Marja, I'm willing to let you be wherever you want to be right now. Um, 
I, w- I would like to have like called my car, jumped into it and gotten them to drive me as close to the school as I can. And first things first is... This driver, man. First, it's some weird okay. guy getting in this I was car. About to, I was about to say. <laughs> and now you're going to put a, 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 essentially a, a corpse. corpse. <laughs> the last few days for your driver have been an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And with your father on the island, as you get back into the limo, though it doesn't smell like it whatsoever, you see there's like a half-smoked pack of cigarettes in there. And like, you know, like he is, like he's looking a little more disheveled than usual. Like he hasn't kept up his shaving routine. Oh. He's purely focused oh, on get getting you where so you need to go. Worse. <laughs> I like I like shuffle up to the front of it and I like stick my hand through that little window and just, yeah. like, tap on his shoulder. He goes, <laughs> he, like, flinches when you do. Hey, sorry. Um, I, and as we're, like, getting closer to the school, I'm like, could I, like, ask for a favor? Miss, I'm ready for anything at this point that you lay on me. Yeah, yeah, you are going to get, like, the stupidest, biggest bonus. Do not worry. <laughs> or, like, a promotion Probably, at least. Anyway. He, like, silently, like, contemplates this. <laughs> so, um, I'm going to need your help carrying some, like, art supplies out of the art room. Right, miss. Art supplies. I just need you to, like, drive as close to the school building. I don't care if you go, like, on the grass or whatever. Just as close to, like... And I, like, point at the art building on, like, the GPS and, like, nav screen. Like, as close to that little building there as humanly possible. I can just imagine this man thinking after like you mentioning promotion and like the work that he's had to do up to this point, what kind of promotion is he getting? (laughs) Is he now part of the business? Is that what's going down? Yeah, I think it's a given. At the core of his being, he's known that he's always been in the business. And as you approach the school, like he pulls real close up onto it. Um, uh, like he, he gets out of the car first, um, and then opens the door for you to get out. Oh my God. Thank you. Anyway, um... as, as he like, as he like straightens, he pulls this gun out of his pocket, um, and like loads it, cocks it, yeah. cocks I... it, and then like cracks his neck. Hopefully we won't need that. Like, I hope fingers, so too, miss. Crossed. Um, but yeah, probably leave it like that. Um, okay. No, follow me. And I like, then he follows. <laughs> I I lead him to the art room, and is there anyone in there? It is late at night at this point. I mm. think by like, like the time that we left Rudy and Ladasha last session was around. Like, it was after dinner. Because yeah. yeah, the dinner was at seven. Yeah, so it is. It's like nine p.m. I gather mm. from around this point. Um, the and the school building is pitch inside. Yeah. Got the um, phone light out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and as you approach, uh, draw nearer to the art club room, um, uh, like you get to it and like the door is ajar and you can see that there are kind of lights like swinging back and forth within there. You don't know how many. The, um, uh, the your chauffeur uh, says to you, Miss, I can handle this. I just hold want. a finger up to my, my lips. And I like take out like a little like compact mirror mm. and I just like hold it towards the crack in the door and have a look. It's a cleaner. Damn. Okay. Um, okay. Um, 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 
just the one. Take him out. Take him out. Is it just one? It's just one. Is he like, does it look like he's looking for anything in particular? He's screening around the art room. Like, you know, like you see, like, this is the first time that you've seen the cleaner's tools in practice. He actually has. Oh, he's fucking cleaning. Yeah, no, well, he has like a Luigi's ass mansion. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> like, like, you know, like compact. He's got like um, alien scanners on it, you know, like, like looking around for anything that spikes in trying to get that emf detection down yeah Yeah. exactly um uh, and uh, you know like he's he's kind of like thoroughly going over it um you hear him humming um from outside the door um okay i would prefer if you just like knock him out like (laughs) non-lethal He like exhales. Like I can, I can do it myself. But if you're more comfortable, that's totally fine. Like if you like, don't think you can do it like instantly. Like I could probably whip up something real quick. I just want to know if you can like do it. Miss, I don't want to disappoint you. I will give this my all if I try, but I can't guarantee that I'll close the distance in time to knock him out fully. You know what? Never mind. Let me do this. Just you. Watch while I prep something real quick. And yeah, I'm, he like he has that gun by his side. He's ready. Telling I'm, me this man doesn't have a like stun bullets. <laughs> he does not have stun bullets. Oh, he no, has these bullet are, bullets. He is, um, this man has bullet bullets. Um, he doesn't have magic bullets. Come this on. This is the oldest form of magic that there is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which you is can't killing people dead. You pull this trigger and someone dies. <laughs> <laughs> you can't magic away this fucking bullet. Yeah, mm. is this cleaner wearing a mask currently? Yes. Damn it. Okay. Um, he is drawing ever closer to you the could, locker. You could it's always it. try the oldest magic in the book. Deception. The oldest uh, magic in the book. <laughs> yeah. Deception. I, yeah. And I, I turn back to the driver. I'm like, okay, so if I like flashbang him, do like a silent flashbang, would that give you what you need? He holds up the okay sign. Cool. 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 Um, yeah, this roll, I think, would be an attack roll thrown through. Okay, this will be, I think this will be a cle- uh, clev, careful, because I want this to be silent. This is a, this is a flashbang. <laughs> I mean, can I make it just like a flash? I just, I want to make like blinding light effectively. Okay. Something that I can throw that makes blinding light and have it not be noisy. <laughs> I'm sure that exists. Magnesium burns pretty yeah, quiet. Yeah, phosphorus absolutely burns bright. Um, uh, and with your alchemical knowledge, I'm sure that you could. Yeah, I just... It would still be an attack roll. Yeah. But um, if you wanted this to be careful, say... Just to make sure that it's, you know, quiet. Cause in case there are other cleaners in here, I do not want to... Well, your other quiet, be quiet is sneaky. Really, if oh, you're shit. going for quiet. Okay, yeah, that's Sneaky's probably better. Probably Sneaky. The best role. Okay, let's do this then. I don't really have much to add to this. Big money, no whammies. Yeah. Remember, you have your aspects as well. My aspects. Um, and if you yes. feel this is acting within your character, which I would argue it is, I would say yeah, Michelin star alchemist is my talent. Mm. Let's let's do that. That's I'll say it. that the the DC for effectively blinding a cleaner um, and doing it in a clever way. Is a five. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. One, two, three, four. I will still need it. Uh, five, six. 
So I'll use yeah. that free talent. You succeed. Um, uh, like you edge this door open and you roll this. I'd say what is it? You know what it is? It is a bowl of scrunchies. <laughs> it is a bowl of scrunchies that I've I've wrapped in like this this weird alchemical like resin to like hold them together and like like you said Seamus I have just smothered this shit in phosphorus and the phosphorus combined with this weird magic resin after a while will just yeah there is this wave of light that shoots through the art room you see for a brief instant the entire room illuminated and this uh cleaner turning around quick speed watching as this ball of scrunchies comes in and just blows up. Um, uh, and he is taken aback at that very instant um, with his hand in front of his face. Your driver runs through um, and tackles this cleaner. Um, uh, he, like, hangs around his neck, like, cool. choking him out. Um, yes. uh, and, like, the cleaner is, like, clattered his instrument to the ground. Um, uh, this is ongoing. <laughs> this is going to take a while for him. Oh, as you as you go in, like he is slowly, like like you know, like uh, choking this cleaner out, and the cleaner is like clawing at his neck. When he sees you, his the instinct for preservation kind of goes away, and he drops. I okay, don't let him go, but I pull off the dude's mask. Yeah, please don't say it's Lorelai's dad. Fuck, it's gonna be Lorelai's dad. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's Lorelai's dad. Shit. Is he still conscious? <laughs> He's conscious, yeah, uh, yeah. He choked him out uh, like he ordered. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Let him go, let him go. Yeah, the driver like drops him and he like falls to a slump to the ground. So you mean he's unconscious? <gasps> unconscious. You said yeah. he was conscious. Yeah, he's yeah, okay, sorry. So he's well, he's still breathing. He's still breathing. I mean. Okay. You know, like, well, he's, he's, he's not could be dead. Revived. But you he's can, not dead. You can be unconscious <laughs> yeah. and, not, and not... Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Oh, man. <laughs> it had to be like the one guy I liked. Okay. That's not on you. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> I say to the driver. <laughs> um, Could you just like prop him up against the, the wall? Just like have him sit there all comfy like? Sure thing, miss. And he like like puts up this guy by the, by the shoulders and like starts dragging him off toward the wall. Just driving, man. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and as he's doing that, I'm just gonna like write a quick note. Like, sorry, we choked you out. I promise I'll explain later. Um, love, Marsha. <laughs> and I just sort of like tack that to the front of his suit, and yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's not why we were here. He was a little added bonus. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> Um, anyway, I, like, go over and grab, like, it's an art room. There's going to be, like, a giant roll of canvas paper somewhere. Yeah, butcher's paper, absolutely. Butcher's paper, that's yeah. the one, yeah. So I, I roll that out on the floor so it's just, say, you know, like, seven, seven and a half feet long. Your driver <laughs> says, how big are these art supplies we're carrying, miss? Um, a little bit big, hey. Uh, that's, I need, like, you know, you're, like, your big strongman muscles to help. Anyway, um... Yeah, and I opened the locker. <laughs> yeah, um, I would have like happily texted you through the combo to my locker so you could retrieve oh, Saffron's yeah. body. Yeah, 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 yeah. We actually, I think at that point... <laughs> Corpse closet. At that point, we'll cut back to Rudy. Yes. Uh, and she's just asked me, what's in this for me? Yeah. And I say, 
we are trying to get our friend back. I'm sure you've gathered that much from us asking these questions. And it's going to happen. It just needs a little time, which is why if you just wait for things to play out and get this body in the morning, that would be a huge favour to me. My plan for the evening is I've got to go look at that sword and knife. You can find us at RF Encounters on Twitter or as Real Fantasy Encounters on Facebook. We appreciate any support, whether that's leaving a review or telling a friend about us. Thanks for listening and see you next week.